Since the dawn of time, humans have tried to trump one another, vying to throw the most epic party ever seen. From the Greek and Roman toga parties to the fictional opulence of the great Gatsby, to those who just think they like to party. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave, and uh, I like to party. It's all been a race to have the biggest party to end all parties. So when 17-year-old Tyler Hadley told all his friends that he was going to have one of the most killer parties ever seen, no one thought. He meant literally. Because as the party queen Fergie once said, a little party never killed nobody. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Jesus Christ, that what? was loud as hell. It wasn't loud in mine. Oh, mine's up. Oh, okay. There You're you on go. a different thing. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's that was normal. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Murder to Me. Thanks. So Jen had a fantastic idea for a, a surprise shot, and I am so excited to have this but before we do i'll just welcome our newest patreon subscriber coral and say that tonight's dedication is for taco supremo shelly welcome <laughs> welcome coral and sorry, that's to shell is in the ocean and coral is that's in the ocean. true Whoa. very true um and while this was not a request of shelly's this uh this surprise shot can be brought to you by Shelly. What Thanks is on the side John. of it? It's a surprise, John. Like right. I don't understand why this is new to you. It might it's sticky. That's what she said. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are cuz they're a surprise. Oh, what is it? Ugh. <laughs> what is that shit on the side? It's all on my face. Is it on my face? Yes. Fuck. What the fuck? What is it? It's marshmallow it's fluff. fluff. It was a fluff or nutter yeah. shot. Nutter? Yeah, fluff or nutter. Fluff yeah. Nutter. Why they call it nutter? Peanut butter. Peanut and butter. Fluff. Oh, okay. It's a Massachusetts. It's, it's thing. a very popular sandwich in Massachusetts. It's fluff is like is it still my face. You got a little it's bit marshmallow fluff. We don't drink this shit in the South. Stop licking it. What the fuck? That's you put it on weird. A, you it's put not, it on a sandwich. It's not a drink. It's You it's put that on a sandwich. Yes. With peanut butter. Bread, peanut butter. Yeah, not down and here. Fluff. You don't put that anywhere near a Southerner's mouth. It's well, basically that's like- That's another reason why the South is wrong. It's basically like peanut- It's like a- It's spreadable. It's spreadable marshmallow. <sighs> that's what it is. Stop licking it. What the shit? Y'all, y'all this is- Ew, I can hear it. Stop. I can hear the mouth noises. When I master an episode, I have to get out y'all's gross mouth noises. And it's like this. I have a question. It's fucking gross. Did I tell you? <laughs> y'all probably can't even hear it because if you hear this, I'll, it would already be mastered. But there are some really weird mouth noises. And that was really inappropriate what y'all just did. It was good. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. 
<laughs> John just reminded me of like Winnie the Pooh stick, dumping his head in honey. honey. <laughs> it was like all over <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't like your mouth. marshmallow. I know. I would have thought he would too. Ma, what you talking about? The fluff. I just said we don't drink that down here. It was yeah, but you like s'mores. Did you taste just the marshmallow, or did, were you still drinking the the drink? It looks like Melly Jacculate. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you don't like it, because you don't like what it looks like. Because it's on the side. Oh God, it's all. Oh. <laughs> and it's sticky too. And yet you licked your fingers. No, I thought it was either glue or paint. Why would I put that on our on our <laughs> shot glass? I'm not trying to mix things because, up that badly here because for we're us. desperate for views. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, please watch us. John drinks paint. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll just jump right in. So I want to say before we start, I was actually really upset with myself when I was listening to the shark one, the shark murder, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I'm going to fix this, but. I guess I was really drunk, but I was, I say the F word a lot. And that's because, you know, I spent so long in the military, but on that episode, it was the F, 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 F. So I want to try to make a way, like every time I say it, I don't know, donate something to charity or something, or what do you guys oh, think? we got to get you a swear jar. A yeah, swear jar. Yeah. And we need to, well, I mean... It's hard for us to keep tallies because I didn't even notice. I feel Same. like when I when we first started, I was also really bad about the F word, but I think I've mild. Well, now I, well, I've mild. gotten worse, apparently. It's only when I'm drunk. I was like, I mean. You were really drunk last week, which was surprising. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot you got really <laughs> drunk last week. We did drink a lot of different things. Did we? We started with the margaritas. Oh, at the restaurant. We had tequila. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was But you drunk. didn't drink a margarita here. You had something else. I don't know. But I You had you had bourbon in the But your I coffee. didn't I didn't That's what it was. I didn't eat that day. And then no, I ate yes. a salad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you I, I was like, we ate at a restaurant. And I had we a went... whole margarita with a salad. Yeah. And then I came back here and drank coffee and bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it that's how it happened. Mm. If you're new here, welcome. My name is John. This is the Talk Murder Me podcast. I put all my sources, photos, videos on talkmurder.com. You can go there. This is episode 244, and this will be on the front page. I'm having a blog post there where I map everything out. You can share that if you want. Plus, you can see all the pictures. This particular case is one of those cases where you need to see the photos. There are a ton of them, and I have put a ton of them on the website for you guys to see. Um, this is a insane case. I'm really surprised no one has ever requested this. I've been want to do. I've been wanting to do this case for a while. I felt like it would be a pretty good party to do this case. You use the word party <laughs> twice now. I know. I feel like I need to have more drinks in front of me. Party. We should have made something with funfetti. So oh this God. is obviously. A party. Look at all that liquor and, and Rice Krispie treats. Whenever you see Rice Krispie treats, a six pack of Bush <laughs> and liquor. Gross. <laughs> College party. Check this one out. Oh, a broken mirror or a lamp or something? I think that's the the uh, mirror, yeah. It's broken. Well, yeah, Yikes. the lamp is on there broken. How about this one? Well, that's just a normal well, picture. Well, they like rearranged the furniture, it looks like. 
like it doesn't some, it some looks pong. out of place yeah there's a, a whole case of bud light they're playing beer pong there you see they the table are. of beer pong mm-hmm. yeah i saw a giant beer <gasps> pong that i was gonna buy but then i was like i don't need to spend 50 bucks on this it's a fun idea in theory but no yeah. how about this one? Oh, someone broke the sofa. someone broke the couch so this is a college party Tonight we're going to 371 Northeast Grandeur. And this is in Florida. Ah. Of course it is. What do you mean, of course it is? You know what she means. We're going to Port St. Lucie. Hmm. I've never been there. Port St. Lucie is the safest city in Florida, which is probably not saying a lot. Oh, I guess it is saying a lot. So it's, well, probably not. It's probably still crime-ridden. I mean, I feel like Florida is not as bad as other states as far as crime. You would think, though, that with like uh, a lot of retirement communities, there could be very safe areas. Could you imagine if this is happening at the villages? Oh my god, (laughs) that's hilarious! I mean, it is the highest instance case of STDs in the country. Oh my gosh, so many Charleston? No, no, the villages in Florida. Remember the episode from Bob's Burgers, Swingers. This is Port St. Lucie in Florida. It is a higher middle class hoity-toity neighborhood. Mm. And this is the house right here. And it is completely trashed. This was obviously someone's parents gone for the weekend. 371 Northeast Grandeur. I'm putting these photos on talkmore.com. I mean, this house is completely trashed. Look at this picture. Oh, now this w- like furniture broken, chair missing legs. It's like they're partying in the middle of a hoarder set. You yeah. see, you see the caption below. It says Port St. Lucie Police. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that this house was extremely well kept before this party. This was a party to end all parties. Rager. Yeah, a rager. Raging. I knew you were gonna I say know. that. I gotta stop saying nasty stuff. Let's have, Let's have a party. All right, three seven one Northeast Grandeur Street. The parents were gone to Fort Pierce. It's in Florida. Okay, that's what. Because, because as you'll see, the parents would not allow their son to have a party. Meaning. Are you trying to say that there's a there are military family? Is that where you're going with this? No, that's not a base. There are just a lot of four oh, towns. Four, in, yeah. Well, you and you also said their their parents were not the type of parents that would allow their kid to have a party. So I didn't know if you're no going with, Fort like, Pierce is not a base. It's just like yeah. Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale. Why are there so many fort? Are there actually so many forts there? Because I know there's a fort in St. Augustine. I think there used to be in the the Indian times. You know, I think they called everything forts. I don't, I don't know. know though. Anyway, if you look at these photos right now, this house is completely, completely trashed. Yeah, it's bad. So the parents are out of town, and you see this photo right here. There's mm. lots of there's numbers, evidence uh, cards. Um, there must be some bodily fluids. fluids. Yeah. Now the photo you're seeing now is a completely trashed room, and the host of this party was a 19 year old. His name is Tyler. Did Tyler you, would do this. Yeah, that does sound like a party name. Did you guys ever have house parties without no. your parents? Yes. I got caught. I don't want to talk about it. I had you one. You got caught. Okay. I had one house party and I was, it was already when I was after in college and it was like 
five people and my sister found out and she still holds it over my head. I'm like, I'm going to be 30 years old. Like, what are you going to do with that information? Go ahead. Tell mom and dad. All right. Tyler Hadley. Anybody heard of this guy? Tyler Hadley? Hadley. I feel like I may have, but I'm not quite sure. (laughs) So no. This party you're looking at right here. Now, this is the aftermath was a rager. It was huge. 60 people went through those doors, and that's big for a high school party. This is, he is 19, yeah, he's out of school, but there are a lot of high schoolers still coming to this party, 18-year-old, 17-year-old, mm-hmm. 19, 20, 21, whatever. Kind of sounds like he might have like been close with the grade underneath him, maybe, and so a lot of mm-hmm. his friends were yeah, still maybe. in high school, and then they knew people. <sighs> maybe. So... Tyler, the ho- well, actually, well, actually, the host Tyler Hadley didn't know a lot of the people. He only knew oh. about five or six people that were at his house out of sixty. They don't really know him. They know of him, but they don't. They're not friends with him. Sounds like our cocktail party. <clears throat> Who are these people? <laughs> actually, even though Tyler was a really nice and gracious host, obviously he's letting people trash throw the house, trash everywhere in his house. He goes to his room, and that's where his exclusive friends, which were five to six of his closest friends, gathered. And that was where they started smoking weed. They were doing Percocet. And around midnight is when people started really showing up to the party. Hmm. So, and the people that did know Tyler, the first thing they said was, you know, your parents going to find out about this because their parents are ex- because his parents are extremely strict. So did the parents get so mad that they literally murdered their child for having a house party? Tyler goes to his room. He's smoking weed. He's doing Percocets, Zanny bars, Krispy creams, donut holes. Are those all actual drug? <laughs> I don't know. Terms? Does Krispy Kreme sell donut <laughs> holes? No, I don't know. His best friend, his name is Michael. We're going to talk a lot about him. They're very close to each other. So if this guy, Tyler, has a secret or anything, the first person he's going to tell is his friend Michael. The only person, probably. Okay. So they're in the room getting so high. Okay. You know, so high. You want to get high? They're in the room getting stoned, doing all kinds of Percocet and whatever they can find laying around the house painkillers, whatever. And people started showing up at midnight, the majority of people. Oh my gosh, here I am, like, being concerned that people will think that having a party at five or six <clears> is too late. <throat> these people are showing up at midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> most of these people were bouncing from other parties, and most n- of the people left around 3 a.m., and they went to other parties or wherever kids these days wow, go. And these their, kids have had their, way more of a social life than I've ever these had. These kids and their rap music and their drugs... And they're having sex. They're fornicating. (laughs) (laughs) Californication. So, as I said, this party, this killer party was July. Uh (laughs) Uh Was July 16th, 2011. Michael's up in his room. They're smoking, listening to Snoop Dogg's new album. Wait, what year is this? 2011. 2011. I think he was going by King Snoop or Lion Snoop. Snoop Snoop Lion. 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 (laughs) Tyler is up in his room with his best friends. 
and he's smoking. He's already high. He's feeling good. And he looks to Michael, his best friend since he was a child, and says, let's take a walk up the street. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, and you never go to the second location. (laughs) (laughs) This is best friend since childhood, elementary school. Let's walk up the street. Now, they live relatively close to each other. They go up the street all the time. They go to the stop sign. This is where they talk about girls and girls and, you know, what this girl's doing and does this girl like me and, you know, did she see me looking through her window? I'm not sure. I was in the tree. I thought I was concealed, but I don't know. So anyway, they're walking towards the stop sign at the end of the street and Tyler says, man, I need to tell you something really important. And Michael's like, yo, what, dude? Or whatever they say as kids. I'm still trying to get into the role. Into the lingo here. And Michael said, you know, what is it? And if you want to read this. I killed my parents, Tyler said. Michael scoffed. How ridiculous. No, you didn't, he said. Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. Wow. Well, that's the opposite of what I thought. I, I don't want to say, but I do want to say that when you said that, I after I said that, I had no guess I was going to guess that. But then I know you guys wouldn't believe me uh, if I said that. So <laughs> even though you're that's right, I don't believe you, Jen. <laughs> All right. But I've been good about that. So now Michael didn't believe Tyler at first. But then he remembers because they're best friends. They're really good friends. And this guy always talks about killing his parents. But and, in a, and this always? is this is the person who's having the house party is saying he killed his parents. Yeah, he always talks about killing his parents. And I saw some quote where some kid because he tells everyone, and these kids these days are so stupid. This kid was in really broken English. He told the detective, "I mean, yeah, he said he was going to kill his parents, but that's just normal stuff." And I was like, "What?" And no, he said, "But everyone does that. That's just normal." Dude, I have I never said that when I was growing. Have you ever thought about say killing your parents? Like who do, I, I are think, kids doing that these days? I think days? at most you say you, people use the expression I'm going to kill I'm going to kill you. Like that kind of like makes me scared to parent a child. Like like are they going to like if I have children are they going to plot my death? Like I'm I'm sure inevitably That's something you will now think about thanks to this podcast. <laughs> inevitably I'm sure I'll do something to piss them off. Would or do you have an, them. an inheritance or something? Well no, we all know I'm worth nothing and that I'm gonna have well, to Well then it's probably out. not worth it because of funeral costs and all that stuff. That's gonna come out of their pocket. I'm just saying, you gotta think like that. You gotta think economically. Well, I mean, unless I had a life insurance policy that paid out, but I mean we all know I don't have that either, so your school doesn't provide you one? I might have like the free basic one, but it's not worth much because educators don't get paid. Tyler looks at his friend, Michael, and he says, dude, yo, I I know. I know I'm stoned, bro. You know, I love you, man. Yo, we've been together for so long. Well, this sounds like his boyfriend or something. (laughs) He says, quote, I killed my parent. Why didn't you say it like that? (laughs) I killed my parents. Oh, God, why are you screaming? It's two in the morning. That's probably like what would happen to me if I killed my parents. But he was saying, he was saying, yo, man, you ain't going to believe this shit. I killed my parents. And then Michael said, nah, you didn't? Michael, Michael, 
Mike, well, they, you know, when you're really drunk, yeah. <laughs> you say the name. No, Jen, no, no, no. Jen, no, Jen, no. Listen, Jen. I love you, Jen. You're no, not no, no. listening, Jen. Listen. <laughs> listen. No, I'm serious. No. And Wait. everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. 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 I'm being real. I'm being real. I'm being real. The, I'm not lying to you. In quote. <laughs> <laughs> he even said end quote. <laughs> uh, uh, that hand gesture though is legit. It's legit. <laughs> I do that all the time when I'm drunk. drunk gesture. Alright. I'm having a serious talk with you, man. This is real. <laughs> well, let me tell you something that is real. Michael. He says, oh, man, <laughs> you funny. <laughs> but then he remembers, wait, you said your family was going to Fort Pierce. They would never let you have this party. And now it's kind of making me wonder why their cars are still in the driveway. Both of the cars and including your car are still in the driveway. How did they, how exactly did they get to their destination this weekend? Legitimate question. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Yes. As in he killed his parents for real? <laughs> I'm so confused. No, he, he did. He killed okay. his parents. Okay. Uh, I just... I mean, it is called Read the, ne- read the next me, one. So I'm imagining. Read the next one. Oh, I thought you were legitimately asking. This is from the book that we're reading tonight, and I'm going to um, credit the author here in a second. Tyler was a polite, if quiet, host. And he stocked up on beer and food. What's mine is yours, he conveyed. His friends accepted the invitation, downing dozens of cans and bottles of beer and smoking cigarettes and marijuana. Some sat down at the family computer and played music, apparently oblivious to the dried blood that had crusted around the desk legs. All right. I don't think you guys are understanding what the gravity here. Let, let me just let me just say the early birds started showing up around 7 p.m. or 6 p.m., something like that. It's about more my speed. He makes them wait outside for at least 45 minutes huh. because he had some cleaning to do. Oh. The, the p- dead parents are inside the house. You guys get that, right? Yes. I was letting you continue. <laughs> you don't understand that? Yes. He kills his parents, and they're all partying in this house, and there's two corpses in one of the rooms. Decomposite. Decomposite. Decomposing. There's two corpses in the room of his parents decomposing, and they're all partying, playing beer pong, and all kinds of shit. There's yeah. dead parents in the fucking house. Is that not crazy? Did y- anyone see that? Yours is like not. Were they putting to the shit? coats to the uh, over the body? Like Yours was that the coat room? Not sensitive to this stuff yes. anymore. Yes. That isn't. That's not crazy. It is it crazy. Is. Okay, I think I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. I, th- no. I thought a normal person would be like, "Oh my god, they were partying with dead people in the house." I mean, this is our like 245th <laughs> episode. I mean, I do have. Sympathy. I do realize that yes. this is called talk murder to me. Damn However. It. I will say, like, where, where did he hide them? Like, or were Somewhat. they kind of like, was he like weekend at Bernie-ing them? I thought it was crazy. No, they weren't supposed to be there. Oh, you have, that's right. That's right. You have 60-something kids that have spent the last six hours or so getting drunk, high, stoned at a party, 
completely oblivious that the host of the party's dead, rotting parents are in the next room. So was the party a celebration party? Like he was celebrating the fact okay, that his parents Okay, normal were people, if you're listening to this, you'd be shocked. This is crazy, but anyway. What do you want yes! us to say? I mean, <laughs> I mean I, like, it is shocking. Okay, okay, okay. The photo you're seeing now is of the family. Oh, no. Tyler oh, no. Hadley is the s- smallest kid right there. This is an old photo. It was hard to find a, a non-grainy a newer photo of a- the entire family. And I wanted to show you the entire family. You have Tyler. Now, this was when he was young. He's the, the youngest. You have his brother, which is six years older. Okay. His name is Ryan. And then you have the two parents, Mary Jo and Blake Hadley. Tyler Hadley kills his mother and then kills his father and then invites everyone over for a party as he drags their corpses to the master bedroom and hides them there. Where does he hide them? In the master like, bedroom. Sometimes people go in there, uh, you know, or the they, they're doing things, or it's the coat closet room. Did he or... lock the door, I hope? No, he didn't lock the door. Oh, so people could have been in there, which is worse <laughs> than just, like, partying yeah. at the house. He, he, like, didn't, he, clear, he didn't try to hide it that much, right? The book we're reading tonight that Nicole's going to be reading from is See How Much You Love Me, A Troubled Teen, His Devoted Parents, and A Cold-Blooded Killing by Amber Hunt. And the subtitle up there says, It began as a joke on Facebook, (gasps) but did he really kill his own mother and father just like he said he would? So... Nicole was asking, well, where's the bodies? The bodies are in the master bedroom under all this stuff. <gasps> oh, oh, no. So this, oh, you can see all the blood on the bed. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'll put this photo. I'll put all these photos on oh. talkmore.com. But the father. I couldn't tell if that was blood or like the pattern of the bedspread. <laughs> Man, that house got trashed. I think that is probably he just threw that stuff on them so no one would find them. There you go. This is the master bedroom. He throws everything on top of the two bodies. And no one was supposed to go in there. In fact, one of the bodies was kind of pressing against the door, which was the dad's body. And the bodies, as of this photo right here, are buried under this pile Mm -hmm. of garbage. I'm not going to lie. That does look like what one of my closets may or may (laughs) not look like. And the the red mop that you see back there. Mm-hmm. To mop the blood up? Yeah. If it was a white mop, you would definitely notice it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that is what he mopped the blood up on. Because he actually kills the mother in a different room and drags her corpse through the party, the eventual party area where everyone will be partying. And in fact, one of the girls that was at the party did notice some weird red crimson stains when she was playing beer beer pong uh-huh. and was really sick is i think i have a quote in here but the girl notices these blood stains that are encrusted Ew. like under the fridge and the only reason she saw them to begin with is because the beer pong ball the ping pong ball actually rolled <gasps> over top of it 
So she picked it up. She's like, "Oh, what is that? Some aren't you know? Some is that oh, fruit? No. Punch, is that fruit punch or something?" And then she continued playing with the ball. So and it had blood on it, didn't if, it? Ah! If you want to get into detail, a lot of people actually consumed unknowingly, a little bit of blood. Yeah, probably particles of the yeah of the mother's blood. Yep. yep. They didn't really make that too. Evident. I don't think they wanted to, but they they alluded to it quite a bit. It's the rea- <laughs> yeah, like if if things are rolling yeah. on the floor, the pong balls, meh, what's a little dirt can't hurt. And, All right, this this yeah. is the same room right here. It doesn't look the same, but you can tell it is is when all this stuff was cleaned Ugh. up. So you see all the blood stain. It's a lot of blood. That's it was a lot a, of blood. A and... massacre in here. So he kills his parents, tells everyone they're going to Fort Pierce for the weekend. That's the only way they'll let him have the party. No one even asked why their two cars were still there. He kills the parents, stuffs them in their own bedroom, and throws a bunch of shit on top of it just in case someone walks in. You know, they they just see a hoarding situation. They don't see two corpses there. Which, like... <laughs> and two people did walk in and see... Blake, the father's leg sticking out, and that's when they booked it. No one decided to call nine one one because apparently all these kids are dumb as hell, and well, most of them also are underage. Yeah, so. they're probably no. thinking, "Well, shit, if I call, maybe I'm gonna get." In are trouble. you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's what they were thinking. A lot of them were on probation. It's like, dude, are you like a homicide detective? Is really gonna give a shit that you have a shitty fucking marijuana charge. There's two dead corpses in this fucking house. Well, like, There's bigger problems. Like, you call fucking 911 anonymously. You know what I'm saying? But, but kids don't think of that. If you're saying that... Kids some, nowadays especially if don't they're, think of Especially it. if they're drunken under the influence of potentially other drugs. <clears throat> they're probably just paranoid. Like, just, oh, like what the fuck think, is this? Think for like, myself. Yeah. A lot, unfortunately. Not to, not to make an excuse for them. No, but, I'm but just unfortunately, saying. that is the mindset of a lot of people. Yeah. Especially if they see something like that. All right. That's this, a lot of blood. Yeah, there's a lot of blood here on the bed. I'm showing you a photo here. So, Tyler Hadley savagely, quote, savagely beaten, end quote, both of his parents. And as you saw a picture of his dad, his dad's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of people actually thought it was. Uh, Two people involved. So, what, so, yeah, how did he subdue him? Hold on. Let's talk about the wounds that the parents succumbed to. The medical examiner said it was, quote, savagely beaten, end quote. There were so many wounds on the father. And we're talking about just the father right now, Blake mm-hmm. Hadley. There were so many wounds just on the father that the medical examiner had to organize them by different parts of the body we're not going to go over all the wounds there are a lot of wounds this is a i just counted like 21 of them the father had multiple blunt trauma injuries a broken nose at the base multiple abrasions and contusions on the face one long cut along the right ear up to the head was 13 centimeters long which is about the size of a ballpoint pen that his whole head was cut it was a slash cut you mean, wait, okay, long. Okay. Yeah, going down. So, so he's using an, a knife of sorts? Uh, no, he's using a hammer. 
So uh, the the claw oh. the claw portion of the hammer. Oh God! Oh no! Yeah, and it ain't just a hammer like you thinking of. This this is a big boy. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> just, even just the back of a regular hammer. Yeah. I would oh, not want to get. No, beat this with. ain't a regular hammer. This is an industrial. I think it's a house. Uh, like house a construction nail puller freaking oh, thing. This is it's gross looking. It's. Creepy. Can I tell you a story about a hammer really quick? Very, I'll make it very quick. So I remember this being a, a story my parents told me. Um, they were, so w- w- we put in an in-ground pool when I think I was like four years old because that's when I learned how to swim. And they they had built, my dad had built the fence and put the posts in himself around the pool. And I remember him telling me this story. He was like my mom was helping him and she was like holding the post and my dad went to go swing and had a mallet and he accidentally hit my mom in the head like in the back uh, swing. accidentally are yes. you sure well that's the story they're no longer together so we can't tell now for sure but she like she he hit her and she passed out oh for a couple of minutes and he was thinking like oh my god like if i killed her these people aren't gonna believe me that it was an accident but luckily she was fine oh my oh. god that also explains a lot about my mother and her right. lost brain cells but we love renee but, so um, but yeah, like, can you imagine? She, he, I remember he like told me the story. Think he like described thinking like, oh my god, if I killed her, no one's gonna believe me that this was. An yeah, accident. I'd probably, I'd probably try to hide it. Yeah, but but if you move the body, like if you were if that happened, you were like, if you just start like dragging me and you haven't verified that yeah. I'm even dead yet, they're like, okay, well that probably wasn't. An I'm accident. like burying you, and you're like, I'm not dead. <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> wait, wait, no, I didn't do that. That's from a movie. I can't remember which one. I'm not dead yet. The father's skull had been smashed in several spots with the blunt end of the oh, hammer. Ouch, 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 ouch. He had five separate lacerations at the base of the skull. Extensive damage to the brain. Extensive damage to the brain. I don't know if you guys so he know. he must have shattered the skull. I don't know if you guys know, but. Your brain is protected by your skull. So if he actually damaged the brain, he hit him pretty damn hard to shatter the skull and then actually hit the membrane gooey stuff. Well, I mean, you can get a concussion without shattering your skull, though. Like any. Yeah, but you can't get extensive damage to the brain. This is like lacerations to the brain. You know, it, like and contusion stuff's coming out. Stuff's well, you can get a contusion, down. but I mean, like, like the brain like coming out, brain, that's different. Yeah. Brain matter. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. The neck also had multiple wounds. I just put multiple wounds. There's a lot. There's a, a ton of wounds. And this is only one of the diagrams. There was many more. The right humerus, the long bone from the shoulder to the elbow, was broken, as well as the left humerus. Both arms were broken. Both legs were broken. Each leg had both of the fibulas shattered. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because the femur is like the strongest bone in the body. So if you're going to break a leg, you're going to break up below the knee. There were were a total of 65 blunt trauma injuries, including, quote, massive skull fractures. Just on the dad. Just on the father. Yeah, we're only talking about the father. The fractures were visible through the skin, causing parts of the skull that are normally jointed to tear apart. 
The right temporal lobe, the front part of the brain containing the sensory center of hearing, had multiple lacerations, as did the right cerebral hemisphere, the part that controls balance and muscle movement. The brain itself was encased in blood from the beating. As with Blake's wife, the towel that had been wrapped around his head was soaked in blood, and his burgundy t-shirt had been sliced straight to the back. Upon lifting Blake's shirt, Marshall saw deep symmetrical wounds that seemed the same as those on Mary Jo's body. He'd been dressed casually this day in blue shorts, white socks, and gray tennis shoes, and now everything was drenched in blood. That's pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. And these parents were in the master bedroom, and everyone's out there partying, getting high. Did he have to do anything to, like, take them down? Like, did he... Were they... Did he drug them first or anything like that? He just like went hammers no, a blazing and hammerhead. All right, let's talk about the mom. All right, here's mom's autopsy right here. Injuries oh. to the upper torso and head. Her spine completely fractured. <gasps> now this is interesting. Her spine was fractured and Ooh. but not from a hit. He didn't actually hit her in the spine. This is really interesting. At first, he hits her in the back of the head. Her spine fractured because her back hyperextended when she was hit. So, Ooh. you know, if you think about you know, jumping up real fast and having your back just be like, ah, you know, to yeah. see what's happening. She hyperextended so much that her own spine fractured after she got hit the first time with the hammer. Oh, my god! So gosh. she... Like her body reacted. Her back snapped. Her back snapped because she bent over so by so much of her own force to see what was happening and to see her own son bludgeon her to death with a hammer that her back spine, that her spine snapped. That's terrible. So he must have really used Fractured. A, lot of, a lot of force in order to cause her to hyperextend that much. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot oh of force. Oh my God. Your, mo- your own mother. Like I just. What? I've never heard that happen before either. Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard it. Um, Apparently, as you'll see in a little bit, the mother was on the computer typing away, doing her job, and Tyler, her own son, sat there behind her for about five minutes, that's what he confessed to, with the hammer down by his side, just staring at her, the back of the head. She didn't know he was there. Did he kill the mom first? Yeah, he killed the mom first, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You would have thought that, like, he would have had to have taken down the father. Like, was the father at home when he did that? Because you would think that maybe the father would have heard. Yeah, or... just wait. Okay, yeah, no. I'm sorry, I'm interested. <laughs> the mom had seven ribs broken, three rib breaks, punctured her left lung. So the rib snapped, <clears throat> and then it actually punctures, puts a hole into the lungs. Then the lungs deflate, or the left lung deflates. Oh. From the punctures. She had extensive injuries visible to the brain. Now, this is using the claw end of the hammer, which you're going to see the hammer, and you're going to be like, okay, I can see that. The claw end of the hammer penetrates the skull, and on the back of her brain actually penetrates into the the lobes of the brain. From the two claws. So the at the back uh, of a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. For you guys that have never held a hammer, you got that blunt in and then at the back there's a nail puller. Yeah. That's what that is. You knew that, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I did know what that was. 
thank so you. So it was like two little claw hands. And then he used that in such a downward force that it actually went straight through the skull and into her brain. So, pretty bad. And you'll see the hammer. Now you, I will never look at a hammer the same. No, ah, it's a different type of hammer. So, um, still, 14 wounds across her back. The left side of her skull was, and this is according to the medical examiner. This is the vernacular that the medical examiner used. The left side of her skull was, quote, pulverized. Oh, man. End quote. The medical examiner, that is, all he does is examine dead bodies, and he is supposed to use a certain, you know, terminologies to identify stuff. He uses the word pulverized. What word is more more extreme than that? Pulverized. Holy shit, you can't even imagine. There was no other words that he could use, just pulverized. The left side of her skull is, I don't know, just pulverized. That's how much force this kid was using man the crown of her head to her left ear had a gaping cut a laceration ran down the front of her face and here's another one of the terms that the medical examiner used the first time he's ever done this he's been examining dead bodies for the last 25 30 years he says the skull had been quote smashed like an egg what end quote smashed like an egg so you can't tell i mean you see you see his diagram you can't you can't tell you can't tell how many times someone hits the top of the head to smash it completely smashed i'm talking about like Thousands of pieces of a skull and brain matter. You smash it, you, there, there's nothing you can do. All he puts is that little, okay, pulverized. But smash I mean, like, like from, an that, egg. from that diagram, though, it looks like that it was, you can't tell how many times you hit it because they That's were what in I'm the saying. same. No, I'm saying because it looks like it was in the same spot. Like if he, if he was to be like, could right, he have wh- done it so forcefully with like one blow? No, it was multiple so. blows. This, your this is your, pretty thick. This is your yeah. parents here. This is an emotional crime. And apparently kids nowadays always joke about killing their fucking parents, which is the fucking kids, man. These Gen Zers are who are the fuck. Oh, my God. These guys are. Well, in, in 2011. I thought millennials. I thought we were bad. We These kids are just dumb. I mean, but this is not the first time that there's a, a crime about someone killing their parents. Remember the Melendez brothers? They're not brothers. that much younger. I think they're technically millennial. He's a technically millennial. 19. No, I'm talking about kids. Were, these kids were like, ah, oh, everyone talks about killing their parents. It's like, what the fuck? Well, who the like, fuck talks about that? Uh, 2011. He's our age. A little younger. The top of her head had a circular laceration with tissue missing and the skull visible. He could see the skull. This is, oh, there's Holy a skull. Shit. I've always wondered what a skull looks like, and there it is. Oh, man, obviously, Ugh. he knows what it looks like. But yeah, that's, that is pretty powerful. Uh, he had a lot of force behind those. Now, this is from uh, the police captain, Don Cryack. He tells a reporter at the scene, quote, It was a merciless killing. It was brutal. And the Facebook invitation, which I'm going to show you, a party to have your friends and 40 to 60 people come over, I think speaks for itself, end quote. And this is another reading from the book. 
So much blood had pooled on the kitchen floor that investigators were confident Mary Jo, whose tennis shoes remained beneath the desk, had been bludgeoned there, then dragged to her bedroom. Blood stains on the floor beneath the bodies were dried in drag patterns as well. Now, these kids at the party, the kids at the party, a lot of them saw the blood. I mean, you bludgeon your own parents or anyone, and then you drag the corpse through the house, and then 45 minutes later, you have a, a rager. I mean, how, how, how well can you even clean with that one shitty mop? Right. <laughs> you know? You're like basically moving the blood around at this right. point. So, I yeah. mean, the kids just, they didn't, I mean, I guess she would never expect, expect it, even though he apparently talks about it I all mean, the time. I mean, it could be that, like, when you're, when the kids are that drunk or high and, and the place is that much of a mess, like, you're probably like, oh, there's, there's something there, but like not, it wouldn't, it may not click for me. All right. Look at this bad boy. This is the murder weapon. Ooh, look at that bad boy. It's that like a is curved... a huge hammer right there, man. Yeah, that's a very long <laughs> look arm. At his, he's he's holding about a, over a foot. That ham that the handle of the hammer is over a foot long. Yeah, that's a very long handle. Like and it's a foot and a half probably. That picture doesn't do justice on the claws. Let me see if I can fast forward a little bit to show you the claws. Why is it curved like that too? To give you it's er leverage. It's ergonomic, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's probably a heavier hammer than what we're used to. Yeah. It's an industrial hammer that you put up roofs on houses with. Oh wow. So that's why it looks like that. But yeah, that picture really doesn't do it justice, but that is a beast. I mean, think about the leverage you can have off a foot handle like that. So the, just, <laughs> I mean, like, it, I mean, I'm glad they have it with a person holding it, so it does give it a little bit more perspective, but that is a, that is big. Yeah. Now, I'm going to read this. This is from the uh, book. Then they saw the hammer, long, with a wooden handle, designed for framing houses. It was heavy duty, with a straight claw opposite its round head. The hammer lay between the couple, on top of Blake's arm and beneath Mary Jo's leg, and its head facing downward. Marshall saw blood stains on its handle and head. Crazy shit. What do you guys think? Now, this is the famous photo that he took after the killing. This is him and his best friend Michael being all cool. He looks familiar. He snapped this photo... At the party, and then he invites everyone in. Everyone's drinking, having a good time. Hey, boom, let me put this on Facebook. Knowing your dead corpses of your parents are in the next room. And he had no plan on hiding the bodies or anything. In fact, he was going to have another party the next day, which I'll talk about in a second. Let's talk about the murder. There was two friends that he has that were his really good friends. One named Michael, and the other one's name was Danny. Michael was his best friend, and he knew Tyler Hadley always bullshitted. He told everybody that would anybody that would listen that his parents were abusive and they hit the shit out of them and all this stuff. Were they really though? Well, you're gonna see. No, they were they were not abusive at all. In fact, they were very loving oh, parents. But God. for some reason, he told everyone that he was gonna kill his parents. He's sick of getting beat by his dad. All this shit. Michael just kind of went along with it for all these years because he goes over to his house all the time. He never sees it. But this other guy, 
which was sort of his friend, but never actually spent time at his house. His name was Danny. He was stuck at Tyler's houses before the party because his uh, because Michael, his other friend's car battery died and he was waiting on Tyler to come or he he was waiting on Michael to come pick him up. Don't don't really get into much of Danny. This is just to show you kind Mm -hmm. of that. He told it, told everyone this. So the parents had pulled up. This is around 1.45 p.m. before the party. The parents actually pull their cars in. They are going on a trip this this weekend. So they're coming back from their errands. They're running. And Danny was at the house. And all of a sudden, Tyler yells at him to, to run, to get out of the house. Just quick. And... This guy's thinking that, hey, you know, his parents are going to beat him because I'm here and I'm not supposed to be here. So he books it. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is most likely when the murder occurred. As soon as the parents came in, maybe an hour later, the dad takes a nap or whatever. Mom gets on the computer. Then that's when the murder happens. Then Tyler posts this on his Facebook. It says, party at my crib tonight, dot, 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 maybe. Now, this is actually before the parents get home. So this is before the killing and everything else. He knows damn well that the parents aren't leaving tonight. I think they were leaving tomorrow or something like that. So he says, quote, or dot, 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 maybe. And Further down the chat, which I don't have here, he Mm -hmm. posts a phone number, and a lot of people were weirded out by it because they knew his dad would never allow this, but it was his dad's cell phone number he posted. He said, hit me up at this number because his cell phone was confiscated by his parents because of his Ah. recent behavior. So he posts his dad's cell phone number, which should have been a clue because, here, I'm going to have this party and just text me here if you need the address at your dad's number type of shit. The parents come back home, and then sometime before the party, he does the deed. He kills them. And we I don't know, I don't think he's ever confessed of who he killed first or whatever, but we know he stood behind his mother for about five minutes with a hammer while she was on the computer before actually striking her. Everyone shows up to the party, or well, a lot of the early birds show up to the party, and they are instructed by Tyler Hadley to stay outside in the backyard. So there's like 15 people in the backyard. It's weird. Half of them, half of them don't even know who, who this, this guy is. is. Yeah. They're just regular people, right. random kids, right? So they're like, whatever. They're just there to because someone yeah. said that there was a party. While they were in the backyard is when he was cleaning up the scene. And hmm. the house was in order before... I'm not talking about the party scene. I'm talking about the bedroom. What he did was he killed the parents, drug them into the master bedroom, and then piled up as much stuff as he could on it. Now, when everyone came into the door, finally, they noticed he was nice, polite, offering beer, being a good host. But they also noticed that there was no photos, family photos on the wall. Everything was ripped off the wall, but the studs were still there, the little hangers Mm -hmm. for the pictures. Yeah. Everything was taken off, but people just—that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, but people for him to take the time to do that for a par- for a house party, like why? Why do that? Well, you the know? kids, the kids that were interviewed by the detectives, they said they believed that he was just being proactive. He didn't want people to break stuff, so he's moving the expensive stuff out, like the pic, the family photos, okay. stuff like that. Okay. So they saw the empty studs. I guess if you go to a lot of parties, you may see that. I don't know. People 
what would break maybe break the glass in the photos exactly okay okay that's maybe like not mean so girls weird. where she tries to hide the vase yeah, yeah 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 that's exactly what i'm thinking throughout the night he would tell random people people he doesn't even know now people know who the host was through their friends but he would tell random people that he was going away for a while either that or he was going to kill himself either one and people can I just say this kid is so dramatic. The kids, they they just blew it off. Like, oh, there's ah, that's Tyler. He, he well, always talks like, about he's killing himself. Attention seeking. I know behavior. I know. I, I mean, not always, but it just seems like I'm going to kill my parents. I'm going to kill myself. Like, well, like, him he saying his parents need, are abusive too. Like that, he's seeking attention for saying that. He clearly needs some help. I, what, right. Like, do we know if he was seeing a therapist? Like, I'm not trying to dismiss or be insensitive to it but like it is kind of like is like did anyone actually talk to him about mm. what was going on with him because is he if he's being serious then yeah that's a problem like clearly he had intention to kill his parents cuz he did but like it's just it's it's a lot like how like how many people did he talk to before anyone thought to right. say hey like are you okay mm. all right so this you can't see the beginning of this it's cut off but he says party at my house again tomorrow now you see this is at 3 25 a.m when he's saying this stuff and then one of the guys says now this is before they knew they were two dead bodies mm. thanks tyler i had a great time at the party it took my mind off a lot of shit we need to chill again soon and then tyler's like party tomorrow like, let's do this again. Like, no intention of moving the bodies. Like, everyone come back to the, my wrecked fucking house and just fucking party. This was an end of the world fucking party for this guy. Well, yeah. he was at night. He you, knew that it was that his time was going to come. Probably. You knew that, uh, you know, and you're about to see that he was planning on killing himself. Ooh. 100%. In fact, he was going to, but his friend Michael thwarted those plans by hiding he had a, a bag of pills and he tells michael everything he's like dude after this party i'm gonna fucking down all these painkillers and sleeping pills and there was like 30 of them i'm just gonna go to sleep and that'd be it michael knew tyler from elementary school he's like you know when he wasn't looking grabbed the bag and then actually dumped the bag into his closet like in the back just dumped it out so you know Tyler, and then when the police finally come, because they come that night right after this message when he's like, party tomorrow, yo. Like, they come right after, five minutes later. Mm. He's pacing around the house looking for this fucking bag, trying to find out these where these pills are. So I'm just saying. Wow. Anyway, in the crime scene of Tyler Hadley's room was his mom's purse, his dad's wallet, his mom's pills of Indoset, which are painkillers, he, this is going to get into some psychology stuff here. You might like this. He also took her baby, her, his mother's baby clothes that she had worn when she was baptized, when the mother was a child that she had recently framed. So think of a frame, mm -hmm. the baby clothes from what, the 70 or whatever, 60s? Yeah, before then, yeah. The probably, 60s yeah. had framed on a wall. He took that and put that specifically in his own room. Okay, mm. this is some psychology stuff. There was also there was also in his room some skull fragments and brain matter. Ooh. So that, he took some things back. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, like what did he like? Just take a chunk of the head, or was it on the hammer? Like, 
From the book, it says there was far more blood than he'd ever imagined there would be, and the cleanup took a good three hours. Afterward, Tyler climbed into the shower, washed off, then looked into the bathroom mirror and laughed. He was barely finished with the cleanup in time for the party. Now, this is some more of the crime scene. You see the blood is everywhere. It's all over. I think this is the maybe the, the beer pong I don't know. They just kind of randomly put a bunch of evidence photos. But you see, I mean, it's everywhere. If you look closely, yeah, you can see it. This is what people were partying in, you know? Ooh. <laughs> that is in the, the mom's desk. desk where she was doing her work. That's a lot of stained blood right there. Yeah. This is the hammer. Ooh, oh, God. That, look at the tip of that hammer. Oh, man. That, that big old oval on it or whatever that's a big boy right there yeah just look at the blood dripping down oh man now here's some of the psychology stuff a lot of the stuff that he threw on top of the bodies were family pictures and and they were actually not only thrown on the body he actually went thrown because there's one thing to throw them on there to hide the body Mm -hmm. that's one thing but he additionally went and smashed them, which he didn't have to. But he went and expended some of his energy on smashing family memorial things. If you if you want to think about the psychology of this, I was thinking, okay, everything that was built up with his family, his father, which we'll talk about in a second, and him, all of his life, this is the culmination effect of every just ripping everything apart, starting fresh, just complete, not even starting fresh for him, but just completely obliviating everything you know before he dies type Mm. of thing does Mm. that make sense like smashing the family photos just because that's some some creepy shit yeah he had stole eleven thousand dollars from the parents on their credit card he bought a bag of percocet which he was going to overdose with my um i said michael actually took the pills let me see now the story of the dead parents actually circulated through the party. Now, he didn't know a lot uh. of the people at the party, but around 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., it started circulating that there were his dead parents in the master bedroom. Well, you somebody said opens the door. Well, Michael goes after he tells them, Michael goes, sneaks off by himself, pushes the door open, which the dad's leg is kind of like pushing against it. Mm-hmm. Then he sees the leg or whatever. Other people see the leg. That's all you could see is the bloody leg. Then everyone starts to bolt. Everyone's like, no, no one calls the police. They just fucking leave. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. You got to, you can't blame them. This this kid just killed his parents and he's throwing a party. Like what makes me think he's not going to kill me too type of shit. That's you know, a good this, point. This kid's yeah. a fucking maniac, obviously. That's right. Or point. something. Yeah. Michael, his best friend. Didn't want to call 911, but he did call Crime Stoppers, which uh, somehow, you know, piped it through to 911. And that's how 911 was called. Wow, he, okay. he didn't want to rat out his friend by calling 911. So he calls Crime Stoppers, which, you know, he called something. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know. that's good. Yeah. Good for him. I'm sure that was really hard to do if he was your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Around four in the morning. Is when police show up, They no one's at the party anymore. A few stragglers, they run off. Michael is in the house by himself. The door's locked. The police can't get in. They see him pacing back and forth the house. Yeah. And 
at first they were like, we need to come in there. And he's like, no, you can't enter. But I guess he doesn't know the rules. If they think there's a fucking dead body in there, they can just, you don't have to be like, yes, you can enter. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> they could do that because that's what the, that's, Safety what, trumps everything, right? Yeah. But he turns off the light, which freaks him out. Luckily, he didn't get his ass shot. He turns yeah. off the light, and these cops are freaking out. Eventually, he calmly opens the door, and that's when they arrest him. But he, when he was pacing back and forth, he was going to the bookshelf multiple times and throwing books on top of the bodies. He was like, they won't find him in here. The police, if they were going to come in here, they won't look under all this shit. This is nuts, man. May I ask where the brother was during all this? Yeah, that's a good question. We're going to get into that in a second. I know the story's a little long. No, it's good. uh, The brother actually left six months ago. And as you'll see, Tyler was very, what's the word? Estranged? uh, No, not estranged. Like uh, uh, kind of a loner. Tyler was a loner. He seems popular, but he was very much a loner. Okay. And he was going down a bad path. And the brother, which was six years older... You know, it's hard to connect and they never got along. But once the brother starts getting older and my and Tyler gets older, they were real close. The brother leaves for he goes down. I can't remember where he goes. North Carolina, somewhere in North Carolina. He follows his girlfriend down there and moves out about six months before this happened. So that was the mm. the turning point for Tyler. That was his only support system. Mm. You kind of see. Yeah. You're, you're, I'll show you his. um We'll go through here in a second, his, you know, background or whatever. He did talk about the murder before it took place. He went out to the garage. He takes three pills of ecstasy, which seems like a lot. Yeah, don't you usually (laughs) only need one? Wouldn't know. I've never done it. I've never done it either. I've never done it. So... He takes three pills of ecstasy. He listens to Little Boozy. I used to listen to Little Boozy when I worked out. Who the F is Little Boozy? <laughs> Wait, but, but is it Little or Lil? Lil Boozy. He listens to a specific song called Feel Lucky. You got it on your mind, won't you feel lucky? Well, you say you bought that I won't you feel lucky? Well, you say you don't mind I won't you feel lucky? You still bucking, still bucking, what you still I mean, it's gangster rap. I was going to say, your eyes lit up when you said the word that song. You're like, yes, I love that song. Hashtag free boozy. Is he in jail right now? (laughs) He was. Oh. I don't know. I've never heard of Lil Boozy. He's like, he is this. It's like real gangster rap. You won't ever hear him on the radio, but he's pretty popular. He's like Gucci Mane type of popular. Like you don't really hear. Okay, I'm probably didn't, cut all didn't this. Did Gucci Mane have a really popular song once? Wasn't there yeah, a song? Yeah, Ice Cream is, Truck or Oh, something. who's the one that sang the Percocet song? Because when you said that he was going to take Percocet, that's all I could think of. Percocet. That's what Wiz Khalifa, right? No. This is the parents right here. They look so nice. Yeah. Well, apparently they were beating the shit out of them. But that's oh. incorrect. <laughs> it was a lie. If you want to read this. As a couple, Mary Jo and Blake didn't seem to fight. They'd weathered some tough times, but they were still fiercely in love. For nearly 20 years, in fact, Mary Jo had kept the first email handle she'd ever created, ILBH412, standing for I Love Blake Hadley, and their first anniversary date. Aww. Yeah, where's your email address? You kept your your real name no. for the longest time, and you still use it. I have, I did create a second email address. I didn't know that. I did. Well, she doesn't use it. 
So I he, actually have it for the official Patreon login. So you can't say I can't. Don't use it. So here, here. That's why we never respond to fans because we don't get no, notifications. That's not <laughs> I don't get notifications, but I just have a Patreon like yeah. pay account. Yeah. Actually, at the we have to pay. We have to fucking pay to be in our own fucking yeah, Patreon that's, that's shit. Yeah. What the fuck's up with that? Patreon, you need to work on this. Yeah. We have to each pay 10 bucks a month. What the fuck? Oh, I'm only shit. paying three. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you cheapskate. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, like, I'm I'm going to get it back. I just thought, like, I'm poor. You get and it back. Need, you get it back. A thousandfold. I'm poor and now I need to buy a new car, John. Yeah, that's true. But you'll have a car that will work, damn it. Yes. All right, here's the parents right here to try to describe them. Um, they seem a little on the older side, but I can't tell if... Um, it, I think maybe he's definitely older and she's maybe like average. They definitely look happy together. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know that uh, saying where is the longer you spend with someone, the more you look like them? Yeah. You know, they say that about animals too. Yes. Have you ever seen the pictures of like this one guy and then you see his dog? And <laughs> I feel yeah. like those are like my favorite commercials. Yeah. yeah. They did a campaign on that. I don't remember what the product was, but you remember the commercial. Yeah. yeah. This couple right here... I mean, very much in love. Very sad story here. The father was a big man. He was considered obese. I don't really think if you see his photos, but he was over 300 pounds, but he wow. was also really tall. I was yeah. going to say, it doesn't, like, doesn't look... And a lot, of the, yeah. uh, a lot of the speculation, the theories was, oh, Tyler didn't, there's no way he killed his father by himself. Uh. He's a big man. And you'll well, see Tyler's kind of a uh, skimpy kind of kid. Well, a back end of a big hammer can certainly yeah. take somebody out. Especially well, if you're like napping or there's something. A, there's a more sad reason why. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty much, and I'll get to this, but when the shock of seeing your own son try to murder you, oh, yeah. you just kind of stand there and let it happen. Oh, but oh we'll my get... God, that's heartbreaking. That's terrible. what it was. Now, the father was a big man, like I said, a gentle giant who was l very lenient with his children. All this stuff about Tyler talking about the abuse and all this shit, none of that. They lived in a pretty middle class home. You know, they didn't have everything, but they pretty good life. I mean, this is corroborated by the brother who is still alive, who blesses, bless his heart. He's... You know, my age. And guess what? Not only is your both your parents dead, but now your brother is in prison for the rest of his life. You have to not only. And I was reading the book. This kid, the brother, has to plan the funerals. Uh, he has to do everything by himself because his own brother, the only one that was helping him, is the one in prison. Plus, he's got to go visit his brother. It's just, dude, I feel so bad for the brother, man. Yeah. And then trying to understand this. But anyway, let's get on with it. Oh, that's awful. The dad worked for Florida Power and Light Company in St. Lucie at the St. Lucie nuclear plant. They weren't rich. In fact, the one of the last text messages was on the mother's phone. It had affirmed... It had confirmed to the older son, the one that was six years old and now the six years older and now the house that they have received his check because they were going to like refinance their house. They actually got a loan from their own son, kind of thing. Hmm. So they just received the money, 
and they they were going to confirm it. That was the last text that the uh, other son has got. So they weren't rich by any means. In fact, the mom spent 24 years as an elementary school teacher. So imagine telling the kids that, oh, Miss uh, Miss Hadley's not going to be here anymore. She's, you know, what do you tell her? Uh, 24 years as an elementary school teacher. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The father's six foot four, intimidating, intimidating, known as a gentle giant. He actually... What I learned about this is a lot of tall people, they know they're intimidating and they don't like it. He didn't like it. So in a lot of the photos, even this one, I think, well, kind of, you'll see him kind of slouch his shoulders to try to be more like everyone else. Not too much taller than his wife. Quote, something, and this is one of of his friends, quote, something about him seemed like a giant teddy bear. It really did. Um, This guy... What he just seemed so sweet. He's, quote he seemed he quote he seemed like he couldn't hurt a fly. I know for a fact he did not have one bad bone in his body. I know he didn't. End quote. And so the brothers <laughs> hearing all this stuff about the abuse, and he's like, no man, this none of that is none of that is right. In fact, the bond between Tyler Hadley and his mother is very sad. You're about to hear that in a second. Remember how I said he's five minutes behind her just staring at her there's a reason why uh this is from chelsea wells a school teacher she actually told a television reporter quote the mother had the mom instinct she was a great mom and a great teacher end quote now tyler as a young man was always affectionate towards his parents especially his mother Mm. so he was called a mama's boy and this is from the book a few weeks before the deaths, one of the mom's friends spotted Tyler quiet, quote, quietly leaning against his mother on the couch. A rare moment of affection for an increasingly out of touch teen, end quote. That's pretty fucked up. Well, I think what's sticking to me most, too, is when you said that the they Tyler subdued his father because, like, his dad didn't fight back. Like, I think well, that that's almost, the theory, yeah. Or, or but I think it sh- kind of just shows, like, he didn't like he he may have even like been thinking, wow, if I do defend myself, I'm going to hurt my own child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that's pretty. Messed and he didn't want to do that. Michael, Ugh. the best friend, Michael actually looked up to the father as his own father. Oof. He said he was one of the nicest people he's ever met. Um, the parents actually brought Ty- bought Tyler, and Tyler's not a good kid, and you're about to see why. But they bought him a car, and that kept him happy for a little bit. And then he started stealing money from them and stuff oh. like that. At grade eight is when Tyler's mental health started to decline. And I really do believe that this is a mental health case here. If you want to read this, this is from a neighbor. This is the opposite side. A neighbor that didn't really know Tyler too much, but had interacted with him. He was living in the neighborhood for a few years. So I'm going to show you the good side and bad side between what people have seen of him. When I first moved in, I was warned by all the neighbors on the street that he was a troubled child, that he'd vandalized the house I was moving into, and that I should keep an eye out for him, Maker, he said. Tyler was a very flatline person, he said. He never showed emotion, whether it was happy or sad. He looked at me in the eyes, and I could tell he didn't care, that he enjoyed what had happened. Where it confused me is that he wasn't very aggressive to the other kids whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, he was bigger than the other kids, which is 
kind of fucked up, but for some reason, he was taking HGH, human growth hormone, which if you're a bodybuilder, I mean, it's you have to actually have problems with your body chemistry in order to get prescribed that. He was afraid he wasn't going to be as tall as his father. Now, this this is when he was 10, 11 years old. They put him on human growth hormone. Really? Like he was actually prescribed that. Yeah, prescribed that. Which Yikes. the doctor that prescribed that needs to get kicked in the nuts because that that is. Or he, lose his medical license. Well, we all know that, yeah. race, like that there was that scandal with the baseball players that were on HGH. Mm-hmm. All that in the you around that time, you Mark don't McGuire take it and... to freaking. You don't take it because you're afraid you're not going to get as tall as your father. That's no. not the fucking reason to take it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Jose Canseco. Sh- <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, all those baseball players. Roger Clemens. They're not just working out. So. They're also just on bunch Roid of rage. roids and shit. Roid rage. Maybe that was part of it. Mabes. But I mean, well, you said that was when he was ten or eleven, right? Like, was he? Yeah, he's he was been. Like, well, he's been it? on a lot of stuff, so let's get on on it. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna skip some of the other things. One neighbor said, "I'm just gonna read this really quick." I saw on the news people saying that he had an idea that he was a troublemaker. One uh, person said, "I think some of them are just lying." I know there's one lady who lives towards the end of the street. He'd say hi and give her a hug all the time. I thought it I thought it was weird but it turns out that it was his old preschool teacher and he liked her. He was a nice kid. Hmm. I mean so, you know, and people do lie on the news. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But this is him right here as a boy scout. Aww. Catholic family growing up. Tyler average student, season bees. He started skipping school and failing out of school. Uh he was 6 years younger than his brother Ryan. Now Let's get into the uh, birth. He he kind of had a birth defect. Tyler Hadley was born premature. He spent three weeks in the hospital. He was actually born one month before he was supposed to. He was prone to illness. And these three weeks in the hospital were away from the mother. So when you're born prematurely and you're on life support and stuff like that, and the mother... I, I guess, yeah, I guess when you're born, I don't know, I never had a kid... You're supposed to... I thought you were about to say, I don't know. I was never... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I never had a kid. But if you're a mother, you're supposed to be right there and show them the support at a very early age. Right, if you're if a baby's born, I guess born. I've never had a child either. You're so not I don't supposed know. to just throw them in the. Uh, well, usually they clean them up and then they give them right to the mother. Yeah, yeah, but you know that first those first weeks are of vital importance of bonding. Apparently, yeah. from what I watched on that National Geographic channel about the hippopotamus births. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so he was born premature. He never got that mother's care, even though the mother would show up and would drive to the hospital. She wasn't allowed to stay there overnight but she would every day be there coddling him but there were periods when you know she wasn't there during those first three weeks he was prone to chicken pox and other illnesses at a very early age and this is something that i want everyone to think about if you do this yourself i saw this a lot in this book just cut it out i do this too but Everyone that knew Tyler from an early age to the time to the day of this happening, and even probably now, knows that he had not only low and self not only low self esteem, but he would always put himself down. Mm. Oh, I'm fat. You don't love me. 
all kinds of stuff. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. He would always view himself in a negative light, like he's lesser than other people. Hmm. I do that too. I need to stop. But I'll say, oh, I'm fat or, you know, I'm, I'm so stupid. He would do that all the time. I saw that a lot in the book. And that really made me think maybe I should stop doing that shit too. I think we're all guilty of it in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was noticeable. I mean, a bunch of people who knew him would say this. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does this all the time. I mean, he was, and that's why people were laughing when he was saying, I'm going to kill myself tonight. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, man, whatever. You know, you got that mm. weed. Literally paid you for weed. Where is it? So they would just kind of laugh it off. Mm. He had, the parents gave him everything to improve the self-esteem. They knew it was a problem. Mm-hmm. He had braces, the best acne meds, including Accutane, which I've never Oh, my sister's been on that. That's serious stuff. Apparently, it causes like suicidal ideation and shit. Yeah, (laughs) like an an acne medicine makes you want to kill yourself. She had to like. She (laughs) had to take her i her my my sister had to take her IUD out and like promise to stay abstinent during it because that that's just like one of it, one of the things. But for females, but like it's like serious medication. Like you're not like it's legit. It's interesting. Yeah. Did she keep her promise? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) So he had all this stuff, the Accutane, all this stuff, but he was still depressed. Both of the sons were altar boys, Catholic altar boys. Tyler has been on all kinds of medications, including uh, Lovixil, which is for his hypothyroidism. So he does have a, a prone... Uh, uh, a glandular problem yeah, not really thyroid messes with your hormones yeah mm-hmm. and that would cause him to gain weight i mean his father they considered obese he was a big boy he was yeah. six foot four you said it was hypothyroidism yeah that hypo- means that we're underactive so like hypo hypothyroidism yeah so that means it's underactive so that would he would have to worry about his weight problems usually hyperactive means like it's gonna You're skinny yeah even then at the party you saw a selfie he told he's everyone thin. he was fat. He, he's, no, he, but he's got that negative image of himself. Right, so right. to himself in the mirror, he's a fat ass. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so Tyler Hadley was on HGH as a child. He was also taking SSRIs for his mood disorders. Mm. Okay. He was also taking hydroxine pimote. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. He was also taking another prescription for his mood disorders at a very early age and he's always been taking them now he's had an obsession with death even at an early age and has talked about killing himself when tyler hadley was five years old is the first time he talked about killing himself when he was five when he was five years old oh my gosh and wow. that's when he started having an obsession with death he went to a family funeral of his great-grandmother, and this is from the book, quote, Little Tyler kept asking to see his grandmother. So Uncle Mike pointed out that Grandma was sitting in the crowd. She's right over there, Mike recalled to a detective. No, Tyler said, I want to see the dead one. Oh! <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked <laughs> The dead one. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't like looking at dead bodies and wakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I, I like really s- kind of skip by that part. This yeah. is the obese Tyler Hadley. He at the what? this time thought he him 
At this time, he thought himself obese. In fact, so much so that he had an eating disorder. He had bulimia. Oh, no. So his brother had his brother had walked in on Tyler multiple times. And this wasn't just once or twice. This was a lot of times he would. Towards the end there, they got really close. They would watch movies, order pizza. Tyler, the brother, would eat an entire pizza by himself. The older brother, Ryan, would walk into the bathroom and Tyler was puking. Multiple times he actually puked on himself. He would get into the shower to do it, so it just goes down the drain. But he was bulimic. And I'm three if you got I'm free podcast listeners, That's we're looking awful. at a photo of this kid with his shirt off. He ain't bulimic. He's, this uh, he, I mean, kid no, is, he's bulimic, he's but he's, he's, he's underweight. Yeah. yeah, he ain't he ain't overweight. Whatsoever. Yeah, but I guess that's not how eating disorders work. No. Correct. It looks sounds like he has body dysmorphia, which is when mm. you see something different than what is true. Yeah. But he does this photo right here, I'm not being insensitive, but he has gynomastia, which is the male breast. Mm. You can tell. And that is from the fucking HGH. Yeah. Look at it. You can fucking tell. Yeah, yeah. You I can, can tell. See, I can man. see what you're saying. Yeah. So maybe because of that. I mean, I'm not, I'm, obese. I'm not a doctor, man, but if you take steroids or any type of hormone injections, if you take too much of it, which I used to work in the gym, so I seen a lot of people get this shit. They just do it too much. They put too much uh, testosterone in themselves and their body's like, oh, I guess I ain't got to make this. more estrogen. I guess I ain't got to make this shit anymore. Fucking done with testosterone. Then... Obviously, you start growing these man boobs, what they called. It's very uh, embarrassing. And you can tell, you can definitely tell that he's got them. I'm telling you, man. I wouldn't have the... noticed, I wouldn't have picked up on that oh, if really? you had just showed me the picture. Oh, but, yeah. I see that all the time. But I can, I, I, do you know what, like, what you're saying? I mean, now? I kind of. You can kind of see yeah. them, but. Yeah, you can. Look at the cup. Yeah. You can see the cup, uh, the cups of his boot, of his chest. You can see they're cupped. I mean, they're they're small, like it's yeah, not but like they're he's small. Not, it's not like he's you're got saying that to a, a guy, but I mean, they're small. They're something, you know what I'm saying? He's, but he's got them. He's he's thin to begin with. I know, but in 20 years, those things will be a lot bigger. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Interesting. Yeah, that is not a good sign. I mean, you can't. I mean, like, take a woman with big boobs or whatever, like you. Like, you go do chest presses all day long. You're not getting rid of them. No, you know but hopefully saying? they'll stay perkier. And I know, but sag. so when a guy has them, <laughs> when a guy has them, you can't just work out your chest all the time and get rid of them. You won't. You won't get pecs instead. They'll always be like protruding like that. It's because what I'm saying. it's because our breasts are are fat. They're yellow. They're just right. sacks it's, of yellow it's, fat. It's fat. Well, that's disgusting, Jen. That's freaking disgusting. It is. I, I got a you friend your... of mine just got her, her a reduction, boob reduction. Well, that's like slapping God in the I face. I know. That's, that's super bad. <laughs> but that's why when women lose weight. When... Well, she, you know what? It was funny when I, when I asked her. I was like, oh, well, what size like did you say you wanted to go down? Because she like, so, you know, we were talking right after her surgery. And um, and she she said, well, she's like packed. 
tight. You know, everything's like wrapped up in there. Yeah. I was like, well, what size did you tell them you wanted to go down to? And she's like, I didn't get tell them. I just said like, take him off. I was like, take was your off. husband cool with this? Like, what was his reaction? But, but like, she also has kids, so I get that it, it's probably different. When women lose weight, that's like that's why we yeah. our breasts shrink like we'll lose it from the areas we don't need to lose it from yeah. like our boobs and our so know, when i got fat it, and my our boobs ring got fingers. bigger yeah you're like, welcome you're not fat number one. Oh yeah i I'm told her fat, i told nicole but... i was like your boobs look huge and she's like well, thanks because i've been eating a lot of lasagna <laughs> so fuck off oh my gosh i haven't <laughs> had lasagna in so long and that sounds amazing <laughs> we've had it twice this week <gasps> from where Malfi's. Want some Alfie's and then I got some at Harris Teeter to have like a cheaper version. Theirs isn't bad. It's kind of good. All right. The theory about the MO is this. The parents were finally starting to get tough on him. They were extremely lenient. And there's a uh, doctor here that I kind of want to pull a a quote from. And I found this in the book, but this is very interesting. I'm just going to read this whole thing. It's kind of long. But it's from Kathleen Hyde. She is a professor of criminology. She says, quote, in parasite cases, I have seen good parents overindulge their children with fatal results. These parents often love their children very much and do not want to fight with them over the little things. These parents reason that these challenges, staying up too late, getting another toy at the store, are not really important. The problem is that over time, the, quote, little things become bigger and bigger issues. At 15, 16, or 17 years of age, the son or daughter is now saying, I'm going out, I'm taking the car, I am dating who I want. The parent appropriately steps in and says no. However, the adolescent has not learned to respect the parent and to accept the parent's authority. The youth has not learned that you do not always get your way. The youth has no frustration tolerance, meaning that... He does not know how to deal with disappointment and gets angry. Sometimes the anger is so intense it that it erupts into deadly rage, end quote. So what this doctor is saying is the parents were so lenient with Tyler when he was growing up. Oh, you're, you, you were supposed to be home at 10 and it's 1030. Don't do that again. Please, you, please don't do that again. Yes, you can go out tomorrow, but please try to be back, you know, before. Okay, let's, let's push it to 1030. You know, so mm. so we won't have this problem again. Okay, ten thirty. Does that sound good with you? No, you you just got the Xbox. You can't have another. Uh, you can't have a PlayStation. No, I don't. Okay, I'll take out. I'll I'll do. Uh, how about I do this? I'll put it on a credit card, and then does that make sense? It's kind of like my childhood. <laughs> I was gonna say this sounds very much like how our relationship is. Yeah. And what I- <laughs> but what this criminal prof- professor is saying, criminal professor, what this professor of criminology is saying that in parasite cases, which is when you kill your parents, that these little things at an early age, when you your dog pees on the floor and you don't discipline them and tell them no, then when they grow up, you know they. Pee everywhere. Pee everywhere on the bed and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying like if you too soon. If you're a parent out there and you got kids and you're too lenient, if you're too lenient because you don't want to be mean, they're thinking that you're the friend. I'm not a parent. I am have no authority to talk about this, but this is what this lady's saying. That over time it grows and they don't learn to respect you as their parent. How, 
We have been told, however, by a dog trainer that our pets think of us as roommates. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So that's as close as parenting as we're going to get and we're failing. Yeah. Miserable. I was like, roommates, motherfucker, they're my best friends. <laughs> roommates move in and out. <laughs> These guys they're like, so when you order a pizza, yeah. you give them the crust and John's like, no, I order, give- the, I order them their own pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That'll be $10,000 for both dogs. All right. So Mary Jo and Blake never hit their kids. They never even yelled at them. But recently they started to try to be the authoritative parents that they were never Okay, and you can't really hold that against them. But Tyler got so bad, and Ryan, his brother, went through a rebellious phase. We all did. You know, we're talking back, yada, 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 staying out too late, smoking weed, getting girls pregnant. Mine was not quite like that. You know, stuff like that. But we all go through these phases, and then, but you grow out of them. Tyler (laughs) is in that phase now, and now, for the first time ever, he's getting scolded. And that has never happened before. And he was stealing their car. Like he would, he would go out for a drive at night, smoke weed or whatever, and not even take his own car. He would take the parents' car, even though they bought him a car. Even though he was skipping class, he was skipping school, skipping class. He actually got dropped out of school because he skipped so much. This is shocking. Before the murder, Tyler told his parents that some of his heroes, this is right before the murder, were the Menend- uh, were the Menend- Menendez. Menendez brothers. Yeah. Were the Menendez brothers, which if you don't know who they are, we're going to cover them. But uh, I actually wrote a post on one of them uh, a couple weeks ago. But there were two brothers in California, Lyle, and I don't know the other one, Eric, Eric Menendez, and they killed their parents. They were rich. The father had came into wealth. They were rich. They claimed that they were getting abused. And these kids were like 18 to 20. They snapped and killed their parents. But turns out that they just wanted the inheritance money. Okay, this isn't Tyler's case because the family doesn't have any money, really. You know, family is taking loans out from their other son. But he actually tells the father that the his heroes are the, Menen, the Menendez brothers, hmm. which is kind of like if I was the father, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's kinda, plug. Yeah. He also sketched a two-story house engulfed in flames. Kind of reminds me of the Jasmine Richardson. Yeah. But she was 13. This kid is fucking 18 when he's sketching this shit. And this you're house, in Florida. Yeah, this house was engulfed in flames. The backside of the paper had a volcano, a knife, and a nuclear plant like the one that his father worked at. Uh-huh. And every night before the murder, he would wake up at 2 a.m. and just wander the house, which is fucking creepy. This is him right here in prison. We're wrapping this up. He got into drugs, alcohol, alcohol, beer, marijuana, ecstasy, Zanny's bars, French fries, which, Jen, we're into French fries. <laughs> Wait, is that a code name for a drug yeah. or are they talking about fast well, food? Uh, no, this is so. Well, uh, that what, is a serious question. No, so French fries. I don't know what it is, but it's when they mix. So if you mix Zanny bars with fucking Percocet, you have monkeys or Whatever. What? They're different names. Am I really drunk right now no, or what? Zannies, I'm not a druggie. I don't pop pills, but if you mix certain pills, they have different names for them. Like, oh, give me a, a Zanny c- bar. A combi- it's like a, a combination. It's like a drug cocktail. Yeah. Give me a Zanny bar, which is, I don't know if that's true, but like a Percocet and a, a, a Xanax. Xanax. 
I, you know, and they call them different names. So a French fry, a French is fry is a something. Drug. Well, I'm into it's a like combination real of drugs. French fries. <laughs> I'm into real French fries. But he was doing. It was National French Friday last week. That's right. He was doing French fries, monkey Xanax, and cocaine paste. Two months before the murder, this is very important. We're wrapping up here, guys. He was in and out of three different mental health treatment centers mm. one the new horizons now the family the mother especially who he was extremely close to mm-hmm. just a month before he brutally murdered her with a hammer he was laying on her he's 18 years old laying on her like a puppy watching a movie on his mom i would never do that like my family's just not like close like that yeah you know what i'm saying makes me a little jealous but he was like <laughs> laying on his mom like, uh, you know, completely in love with his mom. Yeah. You know, I mean, which is even sad or right. It's even sadder. Yeah. And he goes to a place called New Horizons, which they dropped him from the program. Uh, he actually goes to another one, Lawnwood Pavilion Mental Health, dropped from that program as well. And he was recently finally making a breakthrough and, and the whole family, which the family, the extended family, the grandma, the granddad, on both sides, stuff like that. They're actually still communicating with Tyler because I believe they really understand that he has a mental disorder. Yeah. And they knew that he was going through this. And I'm not saying that this is right what he did, but he actually started making a breakthrough at a mental health center called REGA. And his mom's niece, her name is Kelly, said, quote, he is doing a lot better since he's been going to this program, which was like three hours a day, three days a week, something mm. like that. Quote, anytime we were together, he seemed to be more talkative. I mean, you could never say anything to him. But when we started, when he started the counseling, he would talk to you. If we saw him, he would give you a hug. He didn't mm. do that before. In fact, he used to give hugs when he was when you know, a younger. child. And now he's just starting to just starting to have a breakthrough and not to blame it on his external environment. But I believe the brother leaving after they had just got real close because all the people at the party, literally five knew him. Only one of those knew have ever been to his house and were best friends. He only has one best friend. That's Michael one. No one else knows him. They don't like him. If they did, you saw the fucking house. Who's going to go into a friend's house and wreck it like that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about him. They're just random people on fucking Facebook. He he is a loner. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was very isolated. So right now, he uh, recently started giving hugs, which is a huge breakthrough. Okay. Sorry. We're, we're moving. We're almost done with this. No, you're good. In prison. I see this a lot. Yeah, this is shitty. And he is not like this now, but when you go to prison, you try to play yourself up. I'm not saying that's what he did. He may just be a fucking asshole, but he was the most popular inmate at the prison because this is a nationwide case. I mean, the kid that threw a party with his dead parents in the house. How's that not going to sell papers? So he would actually give people autographs, and this is what they would say. I don't know if you're a fan, but you should be. It's hammer time. Tyler Hadley. February 1st, 2012, he finally admits his guilt. He says, this is to all the people who followed my case. I want you to all know I regret what I did, but I have found God. I realize I shot the world. I'm sorry, Tyler Hadley. So whatever you think about this case, he is in prison for life. He ain't never getting out. Um, 
Another picture of the hammer there. So life without parole. Yeah, he's not getting out. He he actually was going to get out, but in prison he started doing this stuff where he's like bragging about it to other inmates and stuff like that. He ruined any chance. Yeah, he ruined any chance. And, you know, because it, it could have been, I think he does have a mental health disorder. And I, sure, I, I yeah. freaking hope. But yeah, I mean, number one, you don't, you're not fucked in the head unless you, I mean, you, you, you're fucked in the head if, if you till your parents and then have a party, you know? Well, I mean, I mean not, who the you, fuck you don't even need, the, <laughs> so you don't even need the party as a, as like, the yeah, but it's one thing, thing to snap. If you snap. kill your parents, it's one thing. Yeah, but then you snap and have a fucking party. It's crazy. Anyway, he's still in prison now. He'll be there forever. So, I don't know. That's the Tyler Hadley case. Very sad story. Very sad for the older brother who has to deal with all this shit. Yeah. He's been visiting him in prison. Michael has been. He hadn't for a while. But they finally... Because he's his only friend, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler that's hard yeah I so, can't imagine being in that position yeah Ugh. so that's the case kind of crazy that's sad yeah. um, Tyler Hadley case very screwed up what he did but you know and uh, I'm surprised no one has requested that I don't think it's very well known in the true crime circles I don't know anyway that's the uh, Tyler Hadley case I hope you guys enjoyed it go to talkmore.com to see all those pictures of that and we'll put some highlights on YouTube youtube.com type in talk murder me and we'll see you on the thursday episode so until next time good night you lovely lovely people in quote